guys, it's Timmy, and this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited, as it's Friday, and this is the Wrestling Wrap-Up. A handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. We're going to talk about a number of different topics. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six topics to talk about today. A couple of them are going to be quick-hit topics, but we've got six to talk about from WWE's record-breaking finances. Keith Lee's possible next move, a former Intercontinental Champion's daughter getting hired by WWE, some possible returns soon, and so much more. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out either by hitting that donate button down below to donate and submit a question or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember here on Twitch, you can subscribe to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can be like Mystic Eternal recently did and subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like stuff for games, Grand Theft Auto Online, Fall Guys, Madden, and so forth. But one thing it always gives you, well, actually, another thing it always gives you, free games. Right now, some of the free games are Double Kick Heroes, Ash Walkers, a survival journey, as far as the eye, World War Z, Aftermath, and so much more. But one thing it always gives you, a free subscription. Any one Twitch channel that you want to subscribe to, and I'd greatly appreciate it, if you subscribe right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But if you're saying, but Tim, I don't have Amazon Prime. But you got to know somebody that does. Whether it's your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your auntie, your uncle, your cousin, your third grade teacher. The guy that rotated your tires yesterday at Big O Tire. I don't know. Guy that sold you the oil to change your oil at Pet Boys. Say, hey. That Amazon Prime? You do? Well, can I link it to my Twitch account? Not going to cost you anything, but can I link it to my Twitch account? So that way I can subscribe to a really cool creator, PW Unlimited. But with that on the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube, you can help us out over there with a super chat or a super sticker donation, just like Jack Dawson did. I really do appreciate that. Remember, all super chats do get read live on the air. Also, remember, you can subscribe to the channel by hitting that join button down below to get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Plus, if you want to get all that but more directly support us, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. The last way you can support us is by heading over to the Epic Game Store. Go to the Epic Game Store because you play Fortnite, you need to get some V-Bucks. You play Rocket League, you like the, the mix of racing and soccer, or you get in the latest new video game, like Rainbow Six Extraction, Kena Bridge of Spirits, Sifu, Ghostwire Tokyo, Dying Light 2, Staying Human, or more? Well, I'm going to ask you, do you have a creator code when purchasing any of those games? And you do. PW Unlimited. What, what creator do you support? PW Unlimited. Use this creator code. Whether you are buying something on your PC from the Epic Game Store or you're on your PlayStation, Xbox, phone, or <clears throat> what's the other thing? Your Nintendo Switch in either Fortnite or Rocket League, it'll also ask you if you've got the creator code and you do. It's PW Unlimited. 
But with that, guys, we've got a number of things to talk about, including WWE yesterday announcing some, I guess you could say, record-breaking financials as WWE announced a company best one, where was the number? 1.095 billion in revenue for 2021. I'm going to read this from FRW Online, written by Josh Nason. I'm not a big finance guy, but I read Josh Nason's write-up about this and thought it was very good. So I'm going to read this, again, giving credit to Josh Nason of FRW Online, who wrote this up, stating, WWE announced Thursday that 2021 company revenue increased by 12% to a company record $1.095 billion the highest in their history. The news came on the same day as their Q4 earnings call, the notes of which can be found below. Among those highlights mentioned in their release was 24% increase in operating income to $259 million. Year over year, fourth quarter revenue increased by 30% to $310.3 million, while operating income increased 131%, to 83.6 million. A part of that driver was live event audience because in 2020, in the Q4, they didn't run live events. So everything's going to be up as far as live event revenue from the previous year since there was none. But uh, they continue to uh, go on to state that consumer product revenue increased by 21% to 32.6 million. Live event attendance in the fourth quarter averaged 5,200, which was down from the third quarter but in line with fourth quarter 2019. As usual, the call was positive about the company and the current day and future, especially as it relates to the next round of TV rights fees. During the Q&A portions, WWE President Nick Khan indicated that there are going to be more players bidding on rights going forward as far as streaming does go. He says that Apple and Apple TV Plus is looking to get into live sports and live streaming, And he feels like Netflix could be getting into live sports and live streaming as well. He would later go on to state that they feel as good about a new deal for WWE Raw second day streaming rights as they did for their last Raw Smackdown deals with Peacock and the WWE Network. The rights are currently held with Hulu and they're up this year. So they got to talk to somebody new because it's what is it? (coughs) Excuse me. Raw and Smackdown (coughs) air next morning. They're on Hulu. No. And then they go to the network 30 days after that. So maybe they could strike a deal with somebody. Next day they go to, I don't know, Netflix. Next day they go to Disney Plus in America. Who knows? I did find it interesting, though, that during this call, they don't need Stephanie. I'm going to say that right now. They don't need Stephanie McMahon. Because Stephanie's over here reading a pre-canned script. You could tell that she didn't write. And she starts talking about all these things. She's like the very widely, she's like WWE had their hands in a lot of different things this year. And we have a lot of different partners like Pizza Hut during Survivor Series. We had Pizza Hut trending and the crowd was chanting pizza, pizza, pizza at the Street Profits. That is something that we've never seen for a partner before. Like, we got Pizza Hut trending because the Street Profits were eating pizza on television. And then she would go on to just start talking about how, you know, the Dante Wilder-Tyson Fury boxing fight was a massive success. Whoop, dropped my headphones. Was a massive, massive success. And I go, yeah, 
for them. You had nothing to do with that. She then goes, Jackass Forever, starring Johnny Knoxville, who was in the Royal Rumble, is gonna is already getting acclaimed reviews or whatever she said. I'm like, yeah, because the movie's gonna be fucking hilarious, just like all the other ones. Nothing to do with WWE. She's over here outing all these non-WWE like successes just because there's like less than 1% of a connection. Ooh, Tyson Fury had a match in WWE, so we're gonna say that his boxing bout was successful because he was with us. Johnny Knoxville's movie is going to be really great because he was in the row. Fucking shut up, Stephanie. But as far as Peacock news does go, Tom provided numbers from Peacock that showed sharp increases in viewership from 2019 when they were just, quote, the WWE Network. Uh, July 2021's Money in the Bank, 25% higher views. August 2021's SummerSlam, over 30% higher. September 2021, Extreme Rules, 20% higher. And I don't know if that is just the September pay-per-view or if that is Extreme Rules because in 2019, Extreme Rules was in July or June, one of the two. And it and September would have been, I want to say, Hell in a Cell in 2019. So I don't know if that's based off of Extreme Rules. The show was up 20% or the pay-per-view in September was up 20%. He also stated October 2021 Crown Jewel, 75%, which is very interesting. And November 2021 Survivor Series, almost 25% higher. That's 75% for Crown Jewel in October. That's an interesting one because that was a, a midweek show. And I get it. I think this was what? Uh, what day was Crown Jewel? Um, Crown Jewel was on... October 21st, a Thursday. Can't remember if the show the year before was a Thursday as well. Uh, I can tell you right now, though. October 31st, 2019. Let's go October 2019. Yeah, they were both Thursday shows. So that is a really good increase. Because I was going to say, if one's like a Friday to a Thursday, you can kind of compare that. But yeah, no, a Thursday to a Thursday being up 75%, that's massive. That's huge. A comma later, note that the first ever day one attracted 60% higher viewership than any December premium live event in company history and was a big success as it was sold out. He later put over the success of the Royal Rumble with more than 44,000 in attendance and the second largest gate in event history. There was 45% higher viewership on Peacock versus 2020. Uh, he said that 3.5 million fully paid Peacock subscribers have watched WWE programming since moving over to the streaming service. And that could be a little misleading. So if, if he's over here saying, okay, 3.5 million people watch WWE content on Peacock. We don't know if that means somebody accidentally clicked on WWE content. Like they popped up Peacock. The top header was, say, day one. They accidentally clicked it, trying to find, I don't know, the office. And then that counted as a view. Whether they watched for one minute, whether they watched for one hour, whether they watched for multiple hours. We don't know what a view actually means, but they stated 3.5 million 
fully paid Peacock subscribers. Again, don't know what that fully means either, whether that is at just Peacock Premium or Peacock Premium Plus. Now, here's the thing. <clears throat> if this is just Peacock Premium Plus, a lot of people have Peacock Premium Plus, including myself, at a discounted rate. If you have either Comcast Cable or Cox, I think it is, you get the, you get Peacock 50% off. So essentially, you can either get, yeah, you can either get the $5 tier for free because you get uh, $5 off or whatever. So you get the $5 tier either for free or the $10 no ads tier for five bucks. That's what I pay for because I already have Comcast cable. So I pay for $5 top tier and no ads. And yeah, so again, another little misleading kind of thing there. Con said that they are looking at more international partnerships with WWE Network in other countries and are going region by region, country by country, to figure out the rights partners like they did with Disney Plus in Indonesia recently. Tony Khan, or yeah, Nick Khan. Sorry, I don't know why I said Tony Khan. Nick Khan also stated that maybe they need to do more than just two international events a year, and it does look like that's the case because right now we've got two Saudi Arabia shows, and it looks like over Labor Day weekend, they're trying to secure a, a date, well, not a date, but a venue for either September 4th or 5th in the UK. They want to run a show in the UK, possibly, the same day as AEW All Out. So that'll be interesting. Um, Christopher has a question here. He says, so that proves that NBC, not Disney, like everybody else is saying, is definitely in WWE's hands right now as WWE be all bullshit aside. No. We don't know what's going on as far as who could buy this company, whether that is NBC in the long run. Or Disney down the line. I think it would be beneficial for NBC Universal to buy WWE because it would actually be cheaper for them to buy WWE than in five years re-sign them to another big streaming deal. It would actually be cheaper if they bought them for five billion instead of every five years pay them five billion for how many you know contract cycles they want to go. So again, it would be in their best interest to just buy the company for that and that rate. And Melvin says, could WWE Network be added to Disney Plus anytime soon? Not in America. No. WWE Network will only be in Peacock in America. Right now, it is on Disney Plus Hotstar in Indonesia, which is an interesting thing that I'll get into in a minute because some people are confused about that. Actually, let's talk about it right now. All right, so Disney Plus Hotstar is technically Disney Plus an international... Hotstar is the international Hulu. Well, Hotstar runs Disney Plus internationally. So you know how, like, right now we have Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN Plus in America, and Disney runs all three of those. Well, internationally, Hotstar actually is in charge of making sure the streaming service runs and works and everything goes up on time and this and that. Yet, WWE actually did broker this deal directly with Disney. Disney is still in charge of figuring out what goes on the WWE Network internationally, whether that is that they're, and even though, not whether that, but even though they're not the ones running the service and keeping it up like they do in America and other countries. So, that's the interesting thing. 
lot of people have been confused because Hotstar runs and operates Disney Plus internationally, yet Disney's the one that brokered the deal. That's the big thing to look at. Disney's the one that made this deal with WWE to add the WWE network to Indonesia or Disney Plus Hotstar in Indonesia. Some other notes from the conference call. Vince McMahon provided brief remarks saying WWE reimagines their business every month and every week, citing a very flexible staff. Which is basically, we change plans a lot and sometimes people get fired. Uh, during the Q&A portion, there are no questions related to AEW, Shane McMahon, or talent cuts, which really surprised me. Khan said, the company has more than a dozen signed content deals in the works utilizing existing IP that will be announced soon. They also went on to talk about WWE 2K22 coming out soon, WWE Supercard the mobile game, and the WWE Champions mobile game as well, doing with Supercard and Champions doing record numbers over the last month or so as far as like time spent on the app and downloads. But again, another misleading one. What is this record amounts of downloads? Could it be somebody like me that plays champions for a couple weeks and then goes, eh, I'm bored of it, deletes it, and about four, four months later goes, I'll re-download. Let's play champions again. That's the thing. I don't know what they mean by, because they said record amount of downloads for WWE champions in the month of December. Again, didn't state if that is people who have deleted the game and re-downloaded it, or just if you download it once, you're counted once. What I mentioned earlier about international, Tony Khan, or I keep saying Tony Khan. It's easy to say Tony Khan because I say his name all the time. Nick Khan says, quote, they are planning two large-scale international events next year with Khan throwing in, why just limit it to two? Indicating they're looking at more for 2023, but also there is the rumor that they could be going Labor Day weekend internationally in the UK as well. <clears throat> in talking about some of their various partnerships they've signed over the last year, Khan said that they have signed a deal for WWE-branded lottery tickets to debut in several different states. Now, he had seen, I think it was a Ric Flair lottery ticket in North Carolina. I don't think that was uh, tied to WWE, but this is interesting because we have also heard of WWE um, slot machines for casinos and pinball machines coming. But the slot machines and, pin and pinball machines, we talked about like four or five years ago, and I still, I think I saw the pinball machine, haven't seen the slot machines yet. Uh, BFG says here in New Zealand and in Australia, it's only called Star, not Hot Star. Yeah, I think some countries call it Hot Star, some call it just Star. Akon mentioned how they are executive producers of the new Ronda Rousey show on ESPN called Ronda's Places, which is designed to be like the Peyton Manning show on the streaming service, which is also uh, produced by Peyton Manning's production company. So they're co-producing that. And I think on uh, episode seven went up about Paul Heyman talking about ECW, which is really interesting. I want to see that. They touted Bad Bunny and his sold-out concerts upcoming. Johnny Knoxville and his critically acclaimed movie that's rotten fresh or fresh on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. I mentioned other people that have appeared in WWE who have had success since leaving WWE, which is very interesting that they would do that because it's like, well, Tyson Fury and Dante Wilder did big numbers on pay-per-view. Not because 
Tyson Tyson Fury wrestled in WWE. No. That's like them saying, and Stephanie goes, even Bad Bunny, who has sold out multiple upcoming tours, who maybe at this point we should call a WWE part-timer. And I'm like, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Don't, don't be talking. He's not a part-timer. Uh, there was lots of talks of the video game stuff, which I already talked about. They talked about their NIL program, counting some of the college athletes they have signed, who they're saying that she goes, not everybody can make it in the major leagues, whether that's the MLB, the Olympics, the NFL, the WNBA, and maybe some of these that we sign would be better suited off coming to WWE if they can't make it there. And I'm like, hold on, you're already saying that we're signing these these athletes like the Cavender Twins because we don't think they're good enough for the WNBA, but they're good enough for us in the WWE. What the hell? Then she went on to tell, you know, our, our television ratings are great. Our 18 to 49 numbers are bigger than any other sports brand out there like the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, uh, the MLB, NASCAR. And I go, well, yeah, you're better than NASCAR because NASCAR's got a very old audience. You're not better than the NFL. You're, 19, you're 18 to 49. is not better than the NFL, Stephanie. Uh-uh. <clears throat> Stephanie said that there's no reason WWE shouldn't be in the hundreds of millions in years ahead for both advertising and sponsorship revenue. They generated nearly $72 million in 2021. She uh, later said they are looking into how to be part of the metaverse as they see a huge opportunity to be involved. They are doing their due diligence to go about things the right way and gather the right type of information on what that actually means. So a lot of talk, a lot of stuff here. So yeah, higher revenues than ever. They grossed $1.095 billion last year. Yet they released 80 people with 78 of them being cited as budget cuts, maybe 79. I can't remember. I know Tony Storm asked for her release. I can't remember if anybody else actually asked for their release. Maybe it was 80. I think Tony Storm was 81. And there were 80 releases cited as budget cuts. So, making all this money. That's why you're making all this money, because you're paying less people. So, very interesting to see where this all leads to. But speaking of people getting released from WWE, a number of former WWE talent are now free. Or as Keith Lee said, shackles are off. Speaking of Keith Lee, looks like Keith Lee, well, he's got some places he might be going and one of them may be AEW. Uh, Sinclair Saturday says Brian Kendrick. That was a 2022 release. So... <clears throat> Yes, Andrade was the other one. I knew there was more than one. Andrade was one that requested his release. That's right. Thank you, uh, Andre and Luke in the chat. So, as far as Keith Lee does go, a lot of people want to know, where's he going to go? What's he going to do? And apparently, according to Dave Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, he stated, quote, a number of WWE talent who were fired in, nearly, in early November are now free to start working. Keith Lee is on that list, and we're told that he's been talked about for AEW. If not, 
has already agreed to a deal there. Lee was one of the most impressive wrestlers on the independent scene, doing a hard-hitting and high-flying style, neither of which is favored by WWE. He goes on to state that um, the Lee of 2018 I'd hire in AEW with great potential because he's got all the charisma and the size and the athletic talent. In 2022, it's possible he could still be a great hire. There are question marks. From the way we've seen him over the last couple of years, yes, there's question marks because WWE had him limited, though. Heath Lee can probably still go. Good chance he could still go. Now, we know COVID hit him really hard, and he said that it was hard for him to come back from that. And we didn't really see him do much after having COVID in WWE as well before getting released. So... <clears throat> All I'm saying here is, according to Dave Meltzer, of the, in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter that came out last night this morning, Keith Lee is being talked about backstage in AEW, and some feel that he may have already signed a deal. Keith Lee is a free man and can show up for AEW any day, any week, any moment. As we go forward, a little more talking about people getting signed. Well, Santino Morella's daughter apparently been signed by WWE as she was at their last set of, of, of tryouts at the WWE Performance Center. Appearing on stories with Briscoe and Bradshaw, former Santino Morella says that his daughter Bianca Sorelli has signed with WWE and reports to the Performance Center in the next two weeks, stating, quote, So, my daughter's 26. My daughter is starting at the PC in two weeks. She got hired. She's a beast, man. He's going to be an absolute top-tier player. Uh, Sorelli previously took part in a tryout in WWE. And she has since wrestled on a handful of indie shows, including the Empower event last year for NWA in August of 2021. Sorelli also took part in the 2021 Miss Galaxy Canada pageant, competing after being named Miss Galaxy Peel 2021. So she's been training with her dad. Her dad's got a school and a small little promotion up there in Canada. And cool. Cool to see another second generation WWE superstar coming in. From things that I've seen of her, I think she could do well. I've only seen one match of hers, but she looked good. And she's got the look WWE wants. She's got that look. She's got a knit factor about her that I think WWE can really, really utilize. As we move forward, we'll talk about a couple possible returns to WWE soon. As it looks like Lacey Evans, Bailey, and Asuka could be coming soon as well. Or could be coming back, I should say. Lacey Evans has been out of action since last February, I want to say now. As she announced that she was pregnant and gave birth to her second child in October. She gave birth three and a half months ago, but has been training for her return, not just at home working out, but she has also been training at the WWE Performance Center. Now, it is likely that she could make a return in time for WrestleMania, but I don't know. Three and a half months is soon. Very soon. From giving birth and stuff. I mean, Becky, Becky didn't come back for eight months. I mean, Ronda came back September, October, November, December, January, four. But 
Lacey could make it back in time for WrestleMania, but I think it would be a stretch. Say she doesn't come back till March. What do you set her up for at WrestleMania? Put her in the Women's Battle Royal? I mean, I'd rather keep her off till the Raw after WrestleMania. You know what I mean? So, Lacey Evans has been training. We've seen her working out in her home gym, I guess it is, on her Instagram. And apparently, according to Meltzer, she has also been training sporadically a couple of times at the WWE Performance Center. As far as Bailey does go, actually, Bailey and Asuka both are expected to be back over the next few months. Both are targeted to be ready and going into Wrestle to go into WrestleMania. So that's a good one to hear that both of them could be factored into WrestleMania. I mean, we had heard that Asuka was cleared already and could have been in the Rumble, but some in WWE apparently. Felt that, yeah, she was cleared, but she may not be ready, which means that her injury may have been worse than expected, and we still don't know what that injury is. All we know is her arm was in a sling at one point last year. We don't know what her injury was, but we know that from hearing, from what I heard of, yaska has been cleared, but some don't think she's ready. Means she's cleared, but maybe she hasn't trained enough to get the ring rust off because she hasn't worked a match since like June, July. The last match Oscar worked was the Woman's Money in the Bank ladder match. So, again, like I stated, if they felt like, yes, she's cleared but not ready, means that she just got cleared to possibly return to training. But they are hopeful that she will be back over the next couple of months and ready to go. Oh, same thing with Bailey. Bailey's been training. Some thought Bailey could have been cleared by Rumble. But we still see Bailey on her Instagram, even just this week, posting rehab videos. So I don't know if Bailey did get cleared. Last word I got was mid late February, early March. Bailey's return expected by by talent backstage. As we move forward, Ronda Rousey just recently returned to WWE. Well, we now know her full schedule going into WrestleMania. Ronda Rousey came back last year, last week, or this just past week, at the Royal Rumble event and worked Monday Night Raw, and she's scheduled for tonight's SmackDown in Oklahoma City, but she's also scheduled for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight other events going into WrestleMania. Next week, she'll be in New Orleans for SmackDown, where they're filming two weeks leading up to Elimination Chamber. February 25th, she'll be at the SmackDown in Hershey, Pennsylvania. March 4th, she's working the SmackDown in Miami, Florida. Then, two days later, March 6th, she's going to Laval, Quebec, Canada to work a WWE live event. That's just interesting because the match being advertised for that live event, you'll never guess. It's a tag team match. It's not Ronda and Shayna teaming together. No, they're on opposite sides. It is Ronda and Sasha Banks against Charlotte Flair and Shayna Baszler. Very weird. Ronda will then work the March 11th SmackDown in Birmingham, Alabama, the March 18th SmackDown in Charlotte, North Carolina, the March 25th SmackDown in Brooklyn, and then WrestleMania. So seeing that she's working SmackDown, 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 no Monday Night Raw, she's picking Charlotte Flair. This confirms that tonight on SmackDown, we get the announcement, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. Ronda's going to make her announcement tonight. So... That confirms it. If she's working all these SmackDowns, she's scheduled and advertised, but no Monday Night Raw, 
She ain't going there and facing Becky. Uh-uh. They're going to save that match for next year in Ronda's hometown of Los Angeles, in the greater LA area, should I say, to be more specific, Inglewood, California. And the last thing I want to hit on is Brock Lesnar broke some records in the Royal Rumble. Yes. The 2022 Men's Royal Rumble winner Brock Lesnar broke some records this year. Two, I may add. First off, Brock Lesnar broke the record for the least amount of time in a Royal Rumble by a winner. Brock was in for two minutes and 32 seconds. Also, Brock Lesnar now has the year, or now has the record of most years between Rumble wins. 19. Brock won his first Royal Rumble in 20, 2003. He would then go on to challenge Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 19. And then, well, he won this year, 2022. And all indications do point that not only will he be challenging Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship, but according to Dave Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Brock's going to win that chamber match at Elimination Chamber, become the WWE Champion again, and then go on to do title versus title at WrestleMania. So again, Brock Lesnar has two new records in the Rumble. Least amount of time spent in a single Rumble match by a winner. Two minutes and 32 seconds. And most years between Rumble wins, 19 years. The final thing I want to talk about as we wrap things up here, tonight's SmackDown. Tonight's Friday Night SmackDown, as stated, does come to us from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. And so far, only three things have been announced for tonight's show. We do know that Ronda Rousey will be on the show tonight to make her WrestleMania decision. Who will she face at WrestleMania? Becky Lynch for the SmackDown Women's Championship or Charlotte Flair? Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship or Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's title? Well, we know it's Charlotte Flair. Also, WWE is stating that Drew McIntyre returns tonight for Friday Night SmackDown. This fool was gone for a month. Returns? He got a few weeks off and he's back. I don't know if you can call that a full-blown return. And finally, they are stating that Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns will be on the show tonight to address everything that went down at the Royal Rumble. Paul Heyman did state yesterday on Twitter he's going to reveal it all. He's going to reveal their big plan and what they did to screw Brock Lesnar. But with that, guys, that's it. That's the wrestling wrap-up. A handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. I do want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, tonight we will be back for Friday Night Smackdown. We'll be running down that entire show with Roman and Heyman and Drew and Ronda and everybody else. No Seth Rollins. Seth don't need to be on SmackDown anymore. So we'll talk about all that tonight. Figure out what they're going to do going into Elimination Chamber. And yeah, we'll have some fun talking SmackDown. So with that, guys, have a great Friday. If I don't see you tonight, have a great weekend. And I'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.